Hello, Dean. Hey, Tim. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm doing good. Um, strange thing happening. Yeah. We're talking before intro music today. Yeah. They're, they're, What's going on? There's what? a reason for that. What is the reason? The reason is that I had to come here before this next episode and apologize. Uh, apologize to you. Apologize to our fantastic guests that we have on the upcoming episode. What for, Dean? What happened? Dean. Wait. I also have to apologize to the listeners. What happened was... Dean, what happened? We had a guest. We did it over Skype. And I messed up the audio. You messed up the audio? How? I, I messed up the audio. I forgot to select our microphone. That was you? That I thought was Brian me. did that. I know, I know I told you that it was Brian. And I felt bad that I was just throwing him under the bus. Oh. So no, I... Brian's I, been so obsessed. I felt that I would confess uh come forward and say that it was my fault and the audio on the next episode is not going to be great our guest sounds good because he he was a smart guy who selected his mic yeah um, but we sound like we are on the other side of the room uh, because i just failed to select the microphone well here's the thing don't feel bad because i feel horrible anybody who has worked in podcasting before has some sort of experience like this where they've lost information or something's been corrupted it happens to everybody it happens to all of us um we we haven't brought it up before but i lost three of our jaws episodes this is true i lost two three and four they were all in one file i was five minutes away from finishing editing all of them and the file got corrupted and we lost all of that and had to re-record three episodes so we didn't really want to re-record this one. We really liked the content that we had captured. So we're releasing it as is. It's not horrible. It just sounds like I'm um, I'm speaking from inside of a coffin. And <laughs> and uh, you are sounding better. And then our guest uh, sounds even better. It, it's still a good episode. There's a bit of sc a weird scratching that happens near the beginning that uh, gets cleared up um a little ways down the line so that doesn't happen the whole time if you're wondering and you know once you start listening you just kind of forget that it's it's even uh, a yeah. different quality so i was frantically taking notes at the beginning of that episode because you guys were on another level so i had to quickly take notes down so that's the scratching you hear. sure something like that <laughs> yeah anyways well we appreciate your apology and um yeah we'll uh release the episode uh and we hope people enjoy it yes and and because i still feel bad i mean i, I thank you for you know forgiving me um and letting me back on the show even um yeah you're um ever since i made you co-host it's kind of been you've kind of been off the rails a little bit so i know i'm on thin ice right now i feel so i thought that i would bring um a story and a gift as sort of a peace offering to you tim and to this podcast wow now, this is a story i i have no idea what you're gonna say here no uh this is a story i've actually been holding on to for uh a couple a couple months or a month month and a bit okay um that happened on christmas and there are people uh out there right now who know bits and pieces of the story hmm. the story has three phases oh and there are people that know each part of it but only a select few know the whole thing but i guess i'm telling the whole world this is, now this is very cryptic it's very cryptic so i like now i'm coming out there and i'm going to tell the whole world so like millions of people because we have millions of listeners are going right. to hear this story yeah um, okay. So it happens on Christmas Day. I'm interested. What happens is it's going to seem like it doesn't apply at all to this podcast until we get to the end, but I assure you it does. Okay. All okay, right. so we start off. Christmas Eve, I go to bed, 
and I have a dream. I have a dream that one of our cats attacks my hand. And this is a cat that has never attacked me before. So I wake up Christmas Day. I go to pet him first thing in the morning. He attacks my hand. I get sliced. I have a little scar on my hand. You're a precog. I, is that what this story is about? That's what this story is. You're kind coming of, out as a precog. That's what it's kind of about. So in itself, that part of the story, you know, whatever. It's it's fine. It's just like I had a dream. Maybe I went up there and scratched him. Maybe I knew in my mind that I was nervous about it and he felt that and he scratched me right away. I don't know. That's what happened, though. So on Christmas Day, I was going to my in-laws. We were going to go open presents there in the morning. So I tell everyone this story and they all, you know, nod their heads and, oh, that's interesting because they're all very nice people. I know it's not very interesting, but I tell them that they're in, they're on board. So I open up my gift from them. And my gift is Saga Book 3. Awesome. Deluxe Book 3, hardcover, looks beautiful. I love it. I'm pumped. Great gift. Great gift. I put it down. I go get some food. We have like little pigs in the blanket. Soft food. I start eating it. Huge crunch in my mouth. Oh no. Huge crunch. So I just like feel over with my tongue to see what was going on. There's a chunk of my tooth missing. Oh no. And it is not. The, the food is soft. It Ma- was Merry, Merry Christmas, Dean, eh? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. So I excuse myself like politely not letting anyone know what's going on. <laughs> I go to the bathroom. I spit out the food. Oh no. And I got a little chunk of tooth in there. I look in the mirror. I'm missing part of my tooth. And there's a crack going through oh, the tooth. That's crack, awful. Cracked in half, missing about a quarter of it. Worst. Like, I have dreams that my teeth shatter. That's like my nightmare, that I'm that my teeth will just shatter one day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to me. I'm uh, not loving it. So I'm trying to be positive about it. I'm trying not to get too down on Christmas Day and just thinking about, oh, I got to go to the dentist. I hate the dentist. No kidding. And so I sit down and I pick up. Saga book three. Maybe I'll just like take a look at this. Have you read it before? Uh, I haven't read all the issues in Saga book three. Okay. Um, but I'm just sitting there and I'm just staring at the cover. And then I notice something. The cover seems like it's staring back at me. Mm. And this is the cover of Saga book three. No way. There's a kid with his tooth pulled out and he's showing us the tooth. And he's laughing. He's laughing. He's showing me the tooth and saying, gotcha. What in the world? What's going on? Right, Tim? Yeah, right. Right, Dean. So I show this to everybody there. That's odd. They start flipping out because I already told them the cat story. That's right. So they start flipping out. Okay. And then they they warn me, you know, not to look at anything for the rest of the day. (laughs) Don't do anything. You should be locked in the basement. Don't do anything. Yeah. Because they say it always comes in threes. Oh, Uh, You know, they're playing it up. They're playing the story up for me. Sure. So... Always comes in threes. We're going to a family gathering later that what, night. What always comes in threes, though? Like, what even is this? I don't know. Bad luck? Bad luck? Yeah. Bad okay. things? Okay. If ever there's two things that's going to come, there's going to be a third. Okay. So I got, I don't want to look at anything. I don't want anything bad to happen. So we got a family gathering. Um, this is on Laura's side. Uh, so I'm going to say uncles and aunts, and uh, they're not your uncles and aunts, Tim. So if you're like, I don't remember that uncle and aunt, it's because it's a different No, I, I, I figured as much, Dean. Yes. Th- thanks for clarifying. Yeah, that, no though. problem. So... We got a um, gift exchange over on that side. Uh, I'm really nervous. I'm nervous. You're, uh, I'm you're, wearing, you're wearing oven mitts at this point, right? Right. Yeah. I, I would yeah. be. I don't know what's going to happen. You've got pillows taped around your body. Yes. So I grab a box. It's the biggest box there. So I think this is going to be fine. Like, it's the biggest box. What could it possibly be? I open it up. It's a bunch of kitchen stuff, a bunch of cooking stuff. Perfect. Like, there's nothing that can go wrong with that. I made it. I made it through the gift exchange. Then... Uncle Mike, my Uncle Mike pops up and he says, I got you 
a special gift. Oh, wow. Uncle Mike. This is really yeah, thank nice. Thank you, Uncle Mike. Yes, this is really nice. But I am opening it up, and I'm a little nervous. Just because of what's happened before, I'm on the edge of my seat. And they don't know this. Oh, At the sure. gathering, they don't know what's happening happened before. I haven't shared this with anyone. So they didn't know that I had the cat and the tooth. So, oh, so we're at a different gathering. We're at a different gathering. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's just like the immediate family of Laura's that knows, but... Getcha. The extended don't. So I start opening up this gift. And so I'm going to open it up right now in front of you. Okay. Of what I had to open up that day. From Uncle Mike. From Uncle Mike. It's a... What is this, Tim? It's a bobblehead? It's a bobblehead. Uh, What's the name? It has your name on it? It has my name on it. It's a bobblehead of a guy podcasting that kind of looks like me. It does. <laughs> and it has, it has your name on it. my name on the back of his jersey. Yeah. Uncle Mike found this at Value Village. No way. And he stared at it. And he stared at it until he decided, well, I got to buy Dean that. Yeah, you got to buy this. And he thought it looked like me before he saw the name on it. No way. So, Tim. That now is I've so received, funny. I've received a gift. This is three. I've received my likeness. Yeah. I read a lot of fantasy novels. You need to keep your likeness safe because in the wrong hands, that's like a voodoo doll. Oh, okay. So I was walking around the gathering with this bobblehead <laughs> by my side. Yeah. I'm not letting this get out of my sight. No doubt. This that's is... A, that's insane. Insane. Why it's does it have your name on it? It's a bobblehead. It has my name on it, and he's podcasting. And he's got a he's got a mug of beer too. It looks yeah, like <laughs> right. Yeah, he's got a mug of beer. So I was, you know what? I was super freaked out. Yeah, I would be as well. Not even just because of this one gift. Yeah. This is just like the icing on the cake. It's your whole day. Yeah. This is just like the 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 finale from it all. The big. I couldn't even imagine what that could have been. It couldn't have been better. Yeah. Right. Like I couldn't have got a better final gift. My own. My own likeness. No kidding. <laughs> a little doll of me. And it's like, well, in the wrong hands, I'm, I'm dead. It's a podcasting hockey player. It's a podcast, which I'm a huge hockey fan. Yeah. It's a podcasting hockey player. He has the name Dean. Mm-hmm. On the front and the back. Yeah. So, Tim. 107.5 is his number. So. That's your favorite number. <laughs> my favorite right? number. 107.5. <laughs> That's my favorite number. <laughs> now, I am not always here. When it's time to record. Sometimes I have to miss. I live, we don't live in the same city. Um, and as much as I love those Star Trek episodes, and as much as I love uh, the video game episodes with Jude, um, I think since I'm co-host, I should always be here. So I'm going to leave this in the studio. The bobblehead is for you. The bobblehead is for the studio. So you will always have your co-host by. That's perfect, Dean. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. If weird things start happening, I'm throwing it in the garbage. Just so you know. If you okay. if you throw it in the garbage, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm I'm keeping this in your hands. I'm oh, trusting okay. you. Then if weird things start <laughs> happening in the studio, I'm giving it back to you. Okay. Okay. Fair. So that's fair. well. Thank you. I accept. I graciously accept the Dean podcasting bobblehead, and thank you for sharing that story with us. You're that's welcome. Very... Maybe we'll take some pics with the bobblehead and put them up on yeah, uh, on Instagram. That's a good idea. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll cool. uh, we'll share that a bit. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dean, for that, and um, we will let the listeners get to the Total Recall episode. We hope everybody enjoys it, and thanks for listening. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. 
back for another week with co-host Dean. You're back again, Dean. I'm back again. I feel like maybe you should just move in here. You're here so often. Yeah, I, I should. I usually bring suitcases when I come. Yeah, you do. So I, I feel like shed. I am moving in. I have a shed. I can yeah. clear out some wood. I think my wife would appreciate it, though. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Mine might not. Right. <laughs> this week, we have a very special guest with us. We're going to be covering a movie, and we needed to bring in some backup and some some professional heavy backup on this one. Yeah, the heavy hitter. We got we got to do this movie right. Yeah. So we. When, when does he When does he come in? Oh, is it? <laughs> I hope you're not <laughs> talking about me. I didn't know you're. I didn't know you're on the line yet. Uh, Alex Rupp is with us this week. Hey guys! Thanks for joining us, hey. Alex. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm uh, from the sounds of it. I'm glad that I'm not there based on the smell. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's coming it's from me, but <laughs> okay. Well, I'm 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 happy to be several hours away, um, but happy to be here. Great. We have some history with Alex. Yes. You guys have some previous podcasting experience. Right. So why don't I let you give a bit of an intro? Sure. I think uh, Alex and I have been on, I don't know, what, like 18 podcasts together or something like That's, that? I think so. Yeah. I think so. We've had a couple shows, uh, one called Through the Ages, that's sort of centered around Batman. So a lot of Batman talk with me and Alex over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've been friends for a long time. And uh, love podcasting together, so we've just been waiting to get him on the show. No, this is great. I'm excited. I haven't done this in a long time, so I'm probably going to be a little rusty, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, awesome. you'll fit right in then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, when when Dean and I were doing our shows, we never had we never had a script really. I mean, we had a little bit, you know, of an outline, but I. You know, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit. I can see you guys. We have the cameras on. I can see your script. This is ridiculous. You've yeah. written, you've written a book uh, for Tim, for this episode. Tim does some great research yes. for the episodes, and he likes I to bring it. that to the table. Yeah, we yeah. got to bring it hard and heavy for the listeners. Yeah, me, me, and yeah. Alex would just kind of wing everything. Yeah, yep. sit down, and turn that, turn the mic on, and just go. But he probably why your show's still going and ours is not. <laughs> I mean, it could be a reason. <laughs> Well, we're here this week to talk about a movie that I know we all love, and how could you not? How could you Total not? Total Recall. Yes. Recall, recall, recall. <laughs> uh, so now, now we're talking about the remake, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the remake. Right, Colin right. right. Yes. Okay, right? Is, is he in that? <laughs> no, we're definitely not talking about that. Oh, we are talking well, about we are talking about the Total Recall, released in 1990 on June 1st. Now this movie opens to 2060 theaters. Its uh its budget is 50 to 65 million. There's that variance there because that extra 15 million range must have been for marketing. Right. And as we know, for some reason marketing doesn't have to say how much money they spend. It's yeah. just kind of like I think that they must just be filling their pockets with money right. and just running out of the building and just be like, I don't know, it's a, a one to fifty million dollars. I'll see you later. And just throwing it at people and telling them to go to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is a huge budget for the time. That's a, that's a huge, it's, it's and, and especially a, for an R-rated movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just about the most expensive movie ever up until that time. Ends up grossing two hundred and sixty million dollars. Wow! Wow! Nice number. That's how much what you grossed return? last year, Alex, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, slightly less, but you know I don't like to talk finance. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing that up. Yeah. Well, it could have been worse. I mean, because if I remember correctly, 
the violence in this is so intense that originally I think it was given like whatever it is beyond an R. Is that like an X rating? It's an X rating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that would have uh, definitely cut down on the amount of people who were able to see the movie. So it took it took some uh, took some editing to allow it to to get out to more people. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got the original screenplay here, written by Danny O'B, Dan O'Bannon, and Ronald Shusett. Our boys. Our boys. We've we've talked about this this crew on our Alien podcast. They wrote the script for Alien, but before that, they wrote the script for Total Recall. Yeah, they had started on Total Recall, and yeah. then they realized that uh, perhaps technology was not up to uh, speed with what their script was. So they're like, okay, well, let's just take a break. Let's work on something else, and then they write Alien, my favorite movie ever. Well, I think they had trouble um, with production of the film yeah. that I'll get into a little bit here. Yeah, they're. I think they're trying to sell it, right? They to, were trying to, to get somebody yeah. to back them right. financially. They can't find anybody to, to fully commit, so it's in production and shopped around for years. It just bounces from backer to backer, and mm -hmm. nobody wants to commit. Um, along the way, this movie gets Richard Dreyfus on board, right. Patrick Swayze, at one point, okay. is on board. Okay. William Hurt is on board. Jeff Bridges is on board. All of these for the lead role. These all sound great, Tim. Yeah, they're, they're I'm down with them. Like all at the same time, like all of them are playing right. Arnie's role. <laughs> that would be interesting. Just a different actor in every scene. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. And they just yeah. don't call attention to it at all. He's just right, like right. a different they actor. Just go with it. Sometimes yeah. he like looks in the mirror, and it's just Patrick Swayze in the mirror, and like that's the only time Patrick Swayze's in the movie. Yeah, it'd be interesting. So we, we have David Cronenberg on as a producer. I think he did well, some script writing. Probably. Also, yeah, because I think... Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the time we're going to get into spoilers? Are you spoiling it already? <laughs> I think Quato's from him. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. which is a very Cronenberg-type thing. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's okay, okay, good. That was, you, that was a gentle, a was gentle, a gentle yeah. entry into the spoiler. Okay, good, good. That's fine. I'm learning. Uh, Alex, Dean likes to spoil things and spoil things early on this podcast. We usually well, we usually go from the background and how much money the movie made, and then Dean is talking about the ending of the movie already. <laughs> My guess is, uh, seeing as this movie is like 30 years old, uh, most people have probably seen it now, but... Uh, right. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. They should. Okay, so if, they not, should. If, if not, if not you know, stop listening to this for a second, watch the movie, then come back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But definitely come back. Please. Yeah, come back, because we're going to say some good stuff here. Great, really great stuff. stuff, yeah. So Arnold Schwarzenegger had been interested in the role, the lead role, for a long time, but the producer had no interest in Arnie at all. Now, the reason for this was because the character of Douglas Quaid was supposed to be just this everyday accountant who was kind of flung into this wild situation that's out of his control. So casting someone like Arnie, who's this larger-than-life superhero guy, didn't fit for for the producers they didn't mm -hmm. like that they had no interest right which is why the dreyfus thing makes a lot of sense sure yeah you look at some of those like other everyday guys yeah. on board yeah. they're yeah more of your everyman now now they try they they tried to turn him into an everyman in this movie and it was hilarious it yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> what they did <laughs> like there was uh, I guess I'm I'm like dean here jumping ahead but there there's this scene where he's uh he's working 
uh, in like a construction crew. Just got, everyone else has got you know full full sleeves on, normal clothes, <laughs> and he's just sleeveless arm, just massive muscles, and still trying to just be this everyday guy. The it, it was great. It's I a great. It. It's a great part of the movie. It's the way that they dress him yeah. in his like his his khaki pants and yeah. his like dress shirts. Yeah, totally. That just don't fit on his body. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So after this initial production company actually collapses from all of like i'm sure if you're shopping a movie around for like all this all these years and you're losing money on it that they just eventually collapsed but arnie really quickly convinces a company called carol co pictures to purchase the movie rights for three million dollars and he negotiates to be the lead in the movie with a salary of 11 million dollars which is huge, and plus 15% of the movie profits. Wow. So to give you a bit of like light into how much $11 million was at that time, the movie Tremors with Kevin Bacon was released the same year, and it cost $11 million to make that entire movie. Oh, my. <laughs> so, so Arnie comes in with, like, demanding, with huge demands, yeah. right? And he gets them. But not only that... He negotiates a large amount of control over the actual film itself. Right. So he gets veto power over the producer, the director, the screenplay, co-stars, and the promotion of the movie. Amazing. So he's running the ship. Yeah. So this is clearly why we get Sharon Stone as Cassie's <laughs> wife here, right? With the control that he's got? I need a hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. I love that he cast her. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so great. great. I mean, she's like the hottest thing at this time. Right? Uh, yeah. At One the, of them. Yeah. She's, uh, I didn't want to get into this too much, but, you know, a little mind-blowing in this movie. Yeah. Looks great. So Arnie, he personally recruits Paul Verhoeven to direct. Uh, he was very impressed with what Verhoeven did on Robocop and just felt like what Arnie likes in his movies, Verhoeven also likes. He thought they'd be a really good team. So Verhoeven actually ends up bringing in a lot of the people who worked on Robocop in for Total Recall. So they brought the cinematographer, the production designer, editor, special effects designer. So having gone through 42 rewrites... My goodness. Yeah, they still had issues with the script. My goodness. Now the problem was that the final act had always just been this one long action sequence. So Arnie brings in Gary Goldman to work with Shuset on the final draft of the screenplay. Now, Gary Goldman was co-writer on Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? Hey, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, that was your There's line. Echo in the yeah. studio here. I was reading the wrong line in the script. That was Alex's line. <laughs> so the, the, the idea that kind of secures this third act is the cutting off of the alien's air. Okay. So they spend six months in 1989 filming this movie, and... Like you mentioned, Alex, it's initially given an X rating. Now, as bad as that sounds, the X rating isn't actually as bad as it sounds. Because there were a lot of movies back then that came out with an X rating. And the X rating was it was more just a guideline of anything that had content that was unsuitable for minors. So between the 60s and 80s, you actually had movies being released with an X rating. It's, it's actually the rise of pornography in the 70s where this X rating actually takes on this real bad tone that we, we kind of know it for. Okay. So they start coming out and releasing their movies under the X rating because they have to. And then 
they move even further into like double X and triple X. So that, that's kind of where, okay. that's why we know X is sounding really bad. Hmm, so. That's a, the history of the triple X rating here on Talking Bad. Exactly. Yeah, I never knew right. where it came from. Yeah, we got to talk about pornography. <laughs> well, we, at some point in every episode, we Maybe have to, right? Maybe that'll be a, a more episode that comes, <laughs> that comes out soon. But anyways, I guess like what happens is pornography basically killed the badass action movie edit. Right. Right? Yeah. Verhoeven, like, I think a lot of his movies started out as this X rating because of his, his violence, like, the violence he puts in the movies. Yeah. He's always asking, like, oh, I wonder why everyone's so, so thrown off by my violence. It's just, this is the way it should be. It should be, like, horrible yeah. and gratuitous. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. He's like, I'm the one who, I'm the only one who's shown it as it should be. Yeah. So Verhoeven, he purposefully submits an initial cut with over the top content. Like, he knows nice. what's going to yeah. happen. He knows it's getting cut. So he, yeah. But he, he gives them something. Like, he, he knows what he wants out of his movie. Right. And then gives them something worse. Because he knows they're going to do something to it and make him cut stuff out. So after, they reduce some of the violence. They reduce some right. of the, the camera angles. And what he ends up getting is he gets the cut of the movie that he actually wanted. Right. Because he kind of messed with them a little bit. So, I want to see Total Recall X, though. Totally. That would yeah. be, really, yeah. be really good. Definitely. I'd be down with that. So this got me to. And you can tell you can tell a couple of times uh, when you're watching the movie that it has panned away from something that they actually filmed. Yeah. Like like we were we were supposed to have been able to see that. Yeah. But they they didn't show it to us. Yeah. This this whole like X R rating thing it got me thinking a little bit. I was never the type of kid who would sneak into an R rated movie. Like, did you guys ever do that? I never did it. I never snuck into a movie, but my so. Uh, my parents just kind of let me watch anything, uh, I wanted anyway. So, uh, I, I grew up on, on all of these movies, on, on the Robocops, the Total Recalls, you know, I was watching them with my parents as, as a little yeah. kid. Yeah. I, my, I never like snuck into our rated, but we've talked about my workaround. My workaround was they never checked ratings on movies when you bought them at Walmart. So I would just right. go to Walmart with my mom and she'd go off shopping, and I'd go into the electronics area where they have their own till there, and I'd just buy the R-rated movies, stick them in my backpack that I had, and I'm out of there. Yeah, I think, there you go. Like, yeah. I think the worst I did was I'd, I'd purchase a ticket for a PG-13 movie when I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. Just, they would just sell them to you because they're not IDing a 13-year-old. Right, yeah. But I was always fascinated by the people who had, who had the balls to... Like sneak into an R-rated movie. It was it like, a big, like such a well, bad thing yeah, to do. Yeah. It was like a I big worked, thing. I worked for a while at a movie theater uh, not too far from my house. Like Sarah, Sarah and I, my, my wife and I will still go out to the theater uh, when, when we want to go see a movie. And I knew it would happen. I would let I would let the kids sneak into it. Right. That's part of that's part of growing up. They would see me and they'd they'd freak out and I'd tell them just go, just go. Oh, nice. I don't I don't care. You know, I, I mean, I was in high school at the time, so it didn't matter to me. But I'm like that that that's part of growing up is you know sneaking and watching movies you're not supposed to watch. Totally, so I'm yeah. Totally gonna let that happen. Yeah, that's awesome. So Total Recall ends up being nominated for three Academy Awards. Perfect. And they end up winning an Academy Award. Yeah. For best visual effects the visual effects in this movie are incredible oh they are they are i mean they deserve that award yeah 100 yeah and i understand the budget as i'm watching it there's these yeah. little yeah. tiny things little tiny scenes where they just have something like visually stunning and it's like why did they even do that they didn't have to do that yeah. it was just for a second just to show off yeah looks yeah. amazing yeah there was a, a bunch of stuff like that yeah and this was one of the last kind of 
movies that w- were made before digital yeah. effects and digital compositing came into play a lot. So they're they're working with real cameras and miniature sets. Yeah, it's one of the last sort of miniature sets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff that you, like you don't even understand how they would do it with a miniature set. Like there's a train, um, a picture of Arnie in the train on Mars. And it's a tight, tight end shot that they pan out of as it's going into uh, the mountain. That wasn't yeah. done with digital effects. Yeah. They had like three different sizes of miniatures set up and like actually stitched it all together correctly to do this, this yeah. zoom out that looks like it's it's all super smooth. It's it's incredible. And it, yeah, the yeah. movie's full of it. Well, and w- what's interesting too is at this at this time, like you said, it was before the the heavy transition into into CGI. Uh, I th- I think a good example is if you were to follow, say, the uh, the Star Wars movies. Okay, you get that original trilogy, so many practical effects, uh, all the all the all the makeuping that they use in that, and then you get the uh, the prequel trilogy where they just go super hard with uh, with the computer graphics, and now we're making it we're, we're we're sort of transitioning to somewhat of a, of a hybrid, but wanting to use more of the practical effects. And that's because, especially when watching Total Recall again, yeah, it it, it might not hold up as well as some, some other movies with the effects, but it still looks really good. Yeah, it still looks definitely. really good. And, and, and there's something, there's something to be appreciated by, um, by it being a practical effect. And, uh, and, and we're starting to see that, that transition, um, continuing to follow say the the star wars movies of the ones coming out now where they're they're using more of the practical effects again and uh this this movie like you said is in an interesting time of 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 still being able to use those um yeah that's a good point because they went like totally into digital for a while right right after the star wars movies and everything looks if you watch those movies look horrible like everything like not specifically the star wars ones those actually look kind of one of the best around that time but like, right, there's right. there's movies that come after that where they're just going for the digital and they look so bad. Yeah. But they figured it out now to like mesh the two. Because the digital ages far worse than miniatures do. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Everything sure. in this movie. And I love, I love miniatures. So yeah. I I grew up watching uh, the the Godzilla movies. Okay. Nice. So the, the the use of miniatures is something that I really appreciate. So seeing it done as well as as, as it was in Total Recall, um, you know, just just makes me really happy. So we could get into the story. Let's do it. I'm ready. Unless you guys got anything else you want to say. No. I'm gonna give a real brief story synopsis okay. first, and then okay. we'll dig into it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So we'll just let you talk now. No, well, no. Let me talk for a couple of sentences. Okay. Then we'll get into the story, <laughs> and then interrupt me as you feel like okay okay so we have douglas quaid goes to recall a memory implant specialist to receive memories of a vacation to mars partway through the procedure quaid comes to shouting about his cover being blown this results in him finding out that his life as douglas quaid is actually a cover and he's actually someone else he proceeds to pursue the truth about himself as he is being pursued by a mysterious group of thugs who are trying to kill him and halfway through the movie, there's an alien with three boobs. Right. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in, hey? Yeah, Had to throw that to in. Throw in. Uh, I feel like we'll talk specifically about that particular uh, moment uh, a, a little later in the show. Sure but will. Just, just as you go through the that that plot um, 
in synopsis that, that you gave there, this story should be really convoluted and and confusing, but it's not. Yeah. It's true. It's not. Yeah, it's it's this shouldn't easy make to any follow. Sense. Yeah. Which is yeah. It's kind of the it's the style of movie I really love when you have these big complex worlds, but the plot is really simple. Like to yeah. follow your main character, it's not hard for you no. to like just follow that character and right. understand what their motivations are and what they're doing in the moment. Right. Like I, I saw this movie when I was when it came out, I was, you know, would have been twelve years old. And I remember even at the time, like the movie for the most part made sense to me. There were some things I didn't really catch. And mm-hmm. I've watched the movie numerous times, but hadn't seen it in quite a long time before rewatching it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And when I rewatched it, everything kind of made sense. Kind of seeing it now as as an adult and being uh, away from it for a little bit, some of the holes that didn't make sense, they weren't even holes, but some of the things that didn't make sense for me previously, now they made sense. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it is really tight. Well, speaking of things not making sense, then, you know, something just kind of kind of clicked with me here. We talked about... Arnold was kind of a, a, a weird choice for that for that type of character. You know, he's just supposed to be the normal accountant. But doesn't it make more sense and make the uh, make the the um, sort of beginning of the movie a little more fun? Like he should be this big guy, okay? He should be, and and then to see him uh, like crammed this just stuffed into this normal life role uh, is, I I I feel like it works more. You know, when, when when you think about it that way, he 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 should he should be massive because that's that's what he was. Yeah, you know? I I agree. It like really adds to this idea of is it real or is it not? Yeah, because like he yeah. must be in some sort of dream because what's going on here? Like the like you said, the movie starts and you're just like, what is this this guy? Like he's so huge, and you know he's married to Sharon Stone, and then he watches the news and it's all about Mars being horrible, and he's like, let's go to Mars. <laughs> let's just do it i'm like what it, the news was like that this is the worst place in the world yeah, like what's yeah. going on and then he goes to his job and he's holding that jackhammer like yeah it's visually exactly what they're going for yeah just yeah. with having arnold there right right so it, it's 2084 the movie starts the first thing i notice about this movie is that we're still in the era of terrible and super long and boring opening credit scenes Right. They have to tell you about everybody in the movie. Yeah. But the effects are really cool. And uh, the music kind of really gets you into it. Yeah. I I started watching this movie uh, at a lunchtime. Uh, I go home for lunch. And I was like, oh, I'll get my lunch going. I'll I'll make it. And then I'll I'll watch the movie. So I'm like, I don't want to start it before. I got to, like, I got to totally focus. So I made my lunch. I sat down and put it on. I don't think I got to any of the movie. It was just the opening no. credits oh, by yeah. the time I ate my lunch and had to go back to work. Well, that would have been the perfect time to start it and then go make your lunch. Totally, yeah. Right. I just didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking out on a nice mountain. We've got Arnie and this woman. It looks like they're on Mars. Looks brilliant. It does look brilliant, looks fantastic. Yeah. They're in like their spacesuits, you know, having a nice Mars mountain hike. Arnie gets to an edge and the cliff gives way and he falls down this hill smashes his mask on a rock <laughs> yeah and his face starts to like explode and burst open yeah and that's when i first became terrified of space totally. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't watching you know movies like uh like alien okay which <laughs> yeah. which were suspenseful i'd much rather be killed by a xenomorph than than like experience what he's going through eyes popping uh, out of your point. head yeah yeah that 
maybe I shouldn't have been watching, um, the, you know, talking about watching movies when I was younger that I shouldn't <laughs> have been watching. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been watching this. Uh, but yeah, that, that terrified me. Yeah, that, me that too. Now like, that you mention yeah. it. Yeah. That, that's what I had in my head that would happen to yeah. your face in space. Definitely. But yeah, also right. what I realized was that, yeah, you're, that'll happen to your face, but if you can just get oxygen, Everything will go back to normal. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah then, have any you're marks fine. Or scars. So. Even if your eyes are popping out of your head, they they'll back come in. back in. You'll be fine. See, but then, there, then there's this timed element, and that I'm really bad when I'm timed at stuff, time test, and everything. Right. So <laughs> no, I'm just even if even if oxygen is like in sight, like I can see where the oxygen is. I, if I'm timed, I'm not gonna make it. Like I'll I'll just trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dead. That's Game right. over. Yeah. Yeah. Like swimming underwater. How long do you yeah. hold your breath for? You're like, I'm going to swim from this side of the pool to the other. And yeah. then you're, you make one, like one or two strokes and you pop up in panic. And like, like, I can't do it. Nowhere. My eyes are yeah. popping out of my head. Yeah, I'm about to die. <laughs> okay. So this is where Arnie wakes up in bed with Sharon Stone. Lori. Mm -hmm. Is her character name? It's not a bad way to wake up from a nightmare. Right. <laughs> God, she is adorable in this she, movie. Yeah. She really is. She. Yeah. What? Not only is she adorable, but in these early scenes with the two of them, you realize how bad Arnie's acting is because she is crushing Stop it. it. Uh, yeah, I, Stop I'm, it. I'm with she Alex here. She's so good. Uh, she's so good, definitely. She's good. But. Okay, Arnold was like our first, like the generation really before today's um, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's not, not the best actor in the world, but he is an American treasure. Oh yeah, um, he is, and I think and he knows. Yeah, I think he knows the tools he has, and I yeah. think he's doing this on purpose because I think when you get to a later scene where there's a different version of him, maybe I think he's playing that one up to the opposite side, and he's doing a great job of both. So I, 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 I'm, I'm I agree. I agree. I think when I was younger, I didn't really grasp um, the quality of her acting in this movie, and just watching right. it this time around. I was blown away with how into this she actually is. Oh, she's fantastic. And yeah. how good of yeah. a job she does. Like, yeah. She kind of stole the scenes for me. Yeah. Whatever scene she was in. Definitely. So really She was fantastic. But no, I mean, but, I'm not talking, I don't want to talk bad about Arnie. He's yeah. like, yeah. you know, he was who you wanted your father to be when you were growing yeah. up. Yeah. Also mm -hmm. a very beautiful man, I think. Very beautiful. Those muscles are. Very beautiful. Huge. His hair is fantastic. <laughs> His hair is rivaled only by your own, Alex. Nice. <laughs> well, I... I, I, I don't know this morning. So. <laughs> but you're joining the, the hat crew. We all wear hats on this podcast. Yeah, I have to, because right now, if I took this hat off, it's probably like sticking straight up. It's, it, I picture terrible. it just going like perfectly into gel formation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it is straight up. That's incredible. That's incredible. I can't even see it. I, I don't have the camera up, so I don't know what it looks like. That's but actually yeah, impressive it's, on its, it's own. It's defying gravity. <laughs> All right, no more Total Recall. Right. The rest of the episode is just Alex's hair right just now. Alex's hair. How did that okay. happen? I like that one more. <laughs> All right, so like Dean mentioned... Um... God, it's hot in here. <laughs> Visual gags are great on podcasts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so Doug, um, is he's already interested in Mars. Like you yeah. said, he's watching the news. He's got these like this really cool full wall of panel TVs that yeah. can be changed from like TV or like nature or whatever. It's really neat. So he goes to work and he's uh, riding on the subway and they've got commercials on the subway. Yeah. I, I kind of wondered like why we don't have commercials on 
the subway or the buses right now. Like, I know you have advertisements, but it mm. seems like a natural thing that there should actually be commercials running on public transportation. Well, yeah. Well, it's because we have them all at gas stations now. That's, do you guys have that up no. there? No. We have, no, we, we have, so uh, around here, so many of the, of the pumps have like TVs built into them and they don't, they don't say anything until you, until you activate it. And then it just bombards you with commercials. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's incredible. That is incredible. Incredible use of people's downtime to yeah. provide them with advertisements. Right. That's great. Now, yeah. They have to stand at that pump. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Alex, you can't go anywhere. You're stuck watching ads. Yeah. You're in the Midwest. Is that what it's called? Yes, I'm I'm in the Midwest. Okay, Midwest. Now, like you said again, Dean, mm-hmm. catching up on your spoilers. Oh yes, there great. Were just minor ones, but uh, Doug wants to go to Mars. Yeah, he wants to take a trip. To yeah, Mars. we need to we need to focus on that because that's like turning on the news and it's showing like Syria and just you know just just bombs going off and you going yeah that'd be a nice place to visit, honey. Let's go to Syria. <laughs> Everyone's telling them don't right. Everyone's like I think you don't want to go to. Syria? You want to go to Hawaii? Why don't you go to Hawaii? Like, they call Saturn out a couple times. Um, And what I like about that is you see that Mars is, yeah, it it is not just what you're seeing on the news, but everyone else is saying, don't go there. But also, this is also a world where you can just go to Saturn, right? It's not just that we're going to Mars in this world. Like, we just get a a little piece of world building just with one sentence, just, ah, why don't we go to Saturn instead? It's like, yeah, "Yeah, cool, I want to see that movie too. Yeah, so everyone's against him, you know, going to Mars. So, so he goes for the next best thing. He goes to recall. Now they can imprint memories in your head, so you can have the memories of a vacation without even going. What a great idea! Yeah, I feel like this is how I would travel. Yes, definitely. I, I, talk, I turned this. So I watched this with my wife. As the first time she'd ever seen it, and I asked her. I said, "Would you do that? Would you do? You know, if no, knowing it would be safe." Okay, like it's not—it's not going to turn you into a vegetable right. um, by them, you know, messing around with your brains. Would you do it? And she goes, "No, it's—it's not—it's not the same as as actually going there." I said, "But but after the vacation's over, you're not there anymore. All you have are the memories of you being there. So really, what's the difference?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you and is, you is think you were there, like yeah. it's the same feeling after you think you did it. Yeah, I- I'm always taking a ton of pictures on vacation. So in a way, I'm not even there when I'm there. I'm just like right. capturing all these right. pictures so I can remember it when I get back. And then, yeah, I'm always relieved to be back. You know, you got you got your taxis, your airplanes, your luggage, this and that, getting settled. It's always stressful. Yeah. Yeah, you do have some nice moments. But, I mean, I'm on board with recall. I'm going. Yeah, I like I it. I might even go to Mars. It's a great idea. Yeah. Right. I do. I do like the idea of there being like a Total Recall sequel where it's just Arnie going on vacation to Saturn. Like yes. we've seen, we've seen Mars, <laughs> yes. but this is just his trip to Saturn. <laughs> I would love and he that. Just, and, and he doesn't, he doesn't use the, the recall technology. So he just has a miserable time. Like his <laughs> luggage gets lost. That'd be great, yeah. it's, it's awful. It's yeah. awful. He's like, he's like not going to recall again. That place. Right. He, walks into, last time. he walks into the, into his hotel room and there's been like a, like uh it's like a smoking room and he's not a smoker himself. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. The walls are yellow. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, quickly touched him before you carry on just on like those those ads that are on the the train on the subway the first one like tells him oh yeah go to recall like you yeah. don't actually want to go on a trip you want it just implanted in your mind then later when he goes back it's like oh you want to actually go to mars here you got to go catch this flight go to mars it's like these conflicting um ads 
that hit him right in the right spot. Right? But when his he, reaction to that second one is the best part. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, now now I see that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could have shown me that one first. Yeah, he's like, and now I went to this recall place, right. messed with my head. I do have a quick question. Though. Why is recall... I, and, and this this bothers me. Maybe it shouldn't, but it does. The the company in the the movie Recall is spelled with a K, and then the the title of the movie Recall is spelled with a C. I I just wish that they would have picked a lane and and, and stuck with it. Right. I don't, I, think, I don't like. I think it's because uh, later in the movie they mention Arnie maybe having total recall, and that means he's going to remember everything. So I think it's saying that like that it's titled it. it's titled that way to. Um, maybe link to that moment instead of the place. Sure, but I wish that they would have just kept the right. the place with a C. Yeah. I don't. It bothered me that it was. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. But these things do. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to being me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think I think a great thing about this movie is they can mess up like that all they want, and you can just say, "Did they mean to do that, or didn't they?" Because yeah. like that's the question of this movie. In anything that right. happens, in any <laughs> plot hole there is, you're like. Well, is that a plot hole, or does he want me to think it's a plot hole because it's a dream? Yeah, right. But even, like, even non-plot holes, like you still ask yourself, did they mean to do that? Totally. You know, it's just, yeah. just, just like just like the movie itself. Did they yeah. did they mean to make this movie? But I love that they did. Yeah, yeah. So Doug goes to recall, and I love this guy giving him the pitch, like the salesman. Oh, so good. Oh, he just kills it. Yeah, like, he if you does. have any doubts. Yeah, if you had any doubts walking in there, you, this guy's locking you in. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, Doug's Doug's all in, and then uh, you know this guy convinces him to pretend he's someone else on this trip, you know, to add to the memories. So Arnie wants to be a secret agent. Doug slash Arnie is getting strapped in for these memory implants. This is funny. This female employee, she comes up and asks him his his sexual orientation. Petro. <laughs> He says hetero, and she gets this hilarious look on her face, like she's got a chance now yeah. with him, just because he's hetero. Well, that's kind of the thing in this movie. Every female just yeah. wants to jump Arnie, oh, like totally. instantly, totally. which is probably one of those notes he had for the director. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be cool if everybody in this movie just wanted to have sex with me. That would be cool. Yeah. So, um, Doug, he's kind of like they've given him some some sedatives, and he's passing out, and. The screen is flashing with these women who are going to be like his love interest in his memory. And it's the face of this girl he was walking the cliffs with from the beginning. So this is like a really interesting part. Right? This is where stuff starts to get a little bit weird because you're like, well, what we saw her before. But what does that all mean? But so... The way I took that moment, because it is weird, but I feel like maybe if we would have read the read the story that it was based off of, it was, my, my guess is that there would have been more questions and more ways for him to customize her to look exactly like that person. I, I, right. I think it was totally supposed to be a a coincidence, but not a coincidence. I don't I, I don't think it was um you know like they just had her image ready to go. Right, like him yeah. him actually directing them to yeah, make sure. to make that woman sure. because that's what's in his mind that makes sense yeah that makes sense shit starts to go bad here though as, as doug wakes up in the middle of this procedure and like i mentioned he's screaming his cover's blown he says he's not douglas quaid so they pump him full of drugs like mm -hmm. they hit him with this sedated sedation gun i think they gave him one the first time and now they hit him with like yeah. nine or ten his legs just bleeding <laughs> he's just taking like, it that looks like he's, it hurts he's taking a lot of them too. Yeah. he's just, like fighting for a while 
But anyways, they uh, they drug him out. They drag him into the the back alley and they dump him into a cab. Right. Driven by uh, robotic Robert Picardo. Yeah. Do you know Robert Picardo? <laughs> uh, I know he's a Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So he's um, he's the voice, and they based this. Um, robot after yeah. him it's yeah great. it's great that it looks like him yeah, it's yeah. like why did you do that i've uh, <laughs> I've, I've been to some comic conventions uh with him and he does have eight by tens of that robot that's that amazing for you that's it's amazing great. yeah uh, i just want to say like the when when arnie is getting strapped into the recall machine there's a, just amazing mm-hmm. cuts here in the movie because yeah. that guy who's trying to sell him the packages tells him all about the secret agent plan but he never says he wants to do it they just cut off of it and then they start him in the chair and he's having to pick all these uh all these different options they're showing him alien options and they're like oh yeah it's a new thing like the aliens are new and then again they just cut away before anything really happens and then they cut back and it's it's being freaked out like yeah it it goes Go it ahead, goes Al. from zero to one. No, sorry. It goes from zero to a hundred really fast, yes. and that that worked really well in this moment because because up until that point it was a very subdued moment. You could tell something wasn't wasn't right just by uh, Arnold's acting in 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 the movie. But again, I think he was specifically specifically acting in that way. Yeah. Um, but then but then here's where it just ramps up, and from this moment it's it's pretty much nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, it goes. You don't really have time to think about it. You yeah. don't have time to think like, oh, wait, did that actually work or, or is this a dream? Because you kind right. of just have to keep up with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So so Doug kind of wakes up, you know, in the cab. He has a bit of um, pretty funny banter with the cab driver. Oh, yeah. Like this movie, they're really good at kind of like the cheesy one-liners, but they're actually funny. Like they're, For sure. they're really good. They're, yeah, there's a lot of cheesy one-liners. But I actually think they're smart. Like, there's a point where it's not the obvious thing I thought they would say, even though it's still cheesy. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's not like some of of the other Arnie movies where they are pretty deliberately cheesy and you're just kind of like, oh, groan. Um, A lot of them, I'm just like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Totally, yeah. 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 So, Doug, um, he's trying to make his way home and his, uh, his co-workers bump into him, right? And they're saying, uh, oh, they're get a little mad. You shouldn't have gone to recall. We told you not to go to recall. And then they pull some guns on him. And uh, this is where he kind of channels his inner secret agent. And he just kills them all. He freaks out and kills them all. And then he yeah. runs home to Lori, right? Yeah. And he's he's telling her that he, he went to recall and then killed a bunch of guys. Right. And she's just like, calm down. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, you, that didn't happen. And yeah. he like holds his hands up. His hands are still covered in wet blood. Oh, yeah. Like, did he butcher a pig in the hallway or what? He didn't care to wipe them on his pants or anything? Just soaking wet. So, yeah. Um, so he, he goes to the bathroom and he's trying to get cleaned up a bit. And then there he starts getting shot at in yeah. the condo. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's Laurie. Yeah. So this was, this was a real good uh, first kind of twist moment here. Like, For sure. Why is she shooting at him? What's, yeah. What's going on here? So Again, pretty neat cuts where they just show a gun shooting at him. Yeah. And then they show you Laurie Yeah, and he later. has a fight yeah. with the intruder. We know it's an intruder this time. He has a fight with her, and it's a pretty decent fight yeah. until he gets the upper hand, and then we find out it's Laurie. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool. She did all her own stunts in this too. Cool. By the way, she like like went through extensive training. Uh, right. Both of the female leads did all their own action sequences. Nice. So. You forgot to say that when he came. Yeah, you in... could tell she really. Pre- oh, sorry. I was just, just going to say you forgot to say when she came in that she was playing the Wii. 
She's playing yeah, Wii Tennis. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. How did I miss that? That's awesome. Yeah. I was probably too busy watching her rather than what was actually right. on the screen. You're <laughs> like, that's a cool dance. She was like in her 90 or something, or, or like exercise uh, equipment. Or yeah, yeah. I think I've said too much about Sharon Stone. I should pull back on that yeah, one. Let's back. just talk about Arnie for a bit. <laughs> yeah. So Arnie subdues her, and, and uh, she starts starts just blabbing, just giving away everything. Says that... She's only known him for six weeks. All his memories are fake, and that she was sent by the agency. Yeah, mm. and and again, a smart moment right now for having Arnie because we're watching the movie early and we're like, "What is this? This isn't Arnie." And then he starts killing people and he starts like yeah. all these martial arts moves, like just using his power. And you're like, yeah. "Ah, yes, now I get it. This is Arnie." Right. Right. Yeah. Like so, I remember when that moment finally happens in Jingle All the Way, and he just beats the shit out of it. Oh, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I luckily missed that one. On oh, you should see it, Tim. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was good. I love him. I watch it every year. Oh, really? Is it good? I love it. Oh, right. No, it's terrible, but I love it. Yeah. Okay. So Doug, uh, Doug takes the opportunity here to get the fuck out of town. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why not? And um, uh, Michael Ironside comes into his condo. Never caught his name in this. I was just calling him Michael Ironside the whole time. Yeah. What is I'm his okay name? I'm okay with that if you yeah. guys are. I'm okay with calling him Michael Ironside. Okay. Yeah. It's a stronger name than what they gave him. Yeah. I, like, I can't remember it either. They said it a lot, too. Yeah, but it was bad. It was like... <laughs> it truly Mr. doesn't matter. Mr. Peterson yeah. or yeah, something. Like Becker or something, something like that. <laughs> so he comes in and uh, he he kisses Lori. Yeah. They're they're an item, right. I guess. He's I guess he's just fine with uh, this cover she has as being Arnie's uh, wife. Yeah. Weird. She's way out of this dude's league, right? <laughs> well, yes. Come on. Well, and I like that they uh, that they pointed out how, how weird that would be with the other kind of like henchman guy uh, mentioning how uncomfortable he would be if it was his wife <laughs> right. who, had to, who yeah. had to take that role. That's right. Yeah. You don't think they did anything? Do you? <laughs> He's like, I would, I would be pretty, pretty jealous if she was yeah. having sex with Arnie. Yeah. So um, these these thugs, they've got a tracking device on them, so they're able to follow him. So they track him down, and they have a bit of a shootout in uh, like this the subway station or something. Right. And I I love what happens here is is Doug's on this escalator going yeah. up. And he just he, he uses this dude oh, in front goodness. of him as a meat shield just to, to defend against all the bullets that are coming. And the bullets... Well, hold on. He, he does that only after the guy's been shot. True. So oh, I like that oh, he doesn't okay. just grab the guy to absorb the bullets. True. The guy's already been killed, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll just use him now. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. He disgraces him in death, not in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love, I love how the bullets in this movie just do maximum damage. Yes, and you like, see everyone hit. Yeah, it it almost looks like they're all exploding tips because they hit the body and then just there's just an explosion of flesh. And there's yeah, flesh and blood just blowing up. Yeah. That, did you guys notice that the cars in this movie look a lot like the new Tesla truck? Got no, released. I didn't know. So. <laughs> now that you mention it, though, <laughs> they look a lot alike. But um, I, I actually heard that those cars were actually like cabs in Mexico at the time. All they did was they changed the color of them. Hmm. But that's what the what the cars looked like. Interesting. And actually, um, a, a, a 
a small amount of the movie takes place in that kind of um, transportation hub. Yeah. That's an actual like subway in Mexico. Oh. They didn't really, that wasn't a set. Like, huh. They didn't design any of that. That's just the way that that looks. It's like this, um, I can't remember what the name of the art style. Um, shoot. It's a, it's a type of um, like architectural art okay. style. A grotesque is not grotesque. No, something. Anyways, mm. it was they didn't build that. It looks futuristic, but that's yeah in existence back then. Oh, cool. Speaking speaking of grotesque, when they get to the top of the escalator, <laughs> I don't if if you listen closely as they step on the dead body, you hear this squishing noise. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, brutalist, Br- brutal, brutalist. I think is the name of the style. Okay, brutalist. Also, stepping on a dead body is pretty yeah, brutal. Also works. <laughs> also works for your segue. <laughs> So, I'm a bit confused here, though. Doug, he goes and checks into a hotel. Is that correct? Like, he's uh, get, he's get, trying to get away from them, but this, I, this is just before he gets that call yeah. on the phone. Does he check into a hotel? Yeah. Like, to hide? Yeah. I think okay. it's just like a seedy motel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't really, they don't really give us much other than he's just in this room. He just wants to be uh, not out in the open anymore. Yeah. He wants to be a little bit, you know, hidden away in a room. Um, yeah. yeah. It's one of those where you pay by the hour and not the I think day. so, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. He just needs a breather. Yeah. Uh, but someone calls him on uh, the video phone. His good old buddy. Yeah, gives him gives him some instructions and says, like, if you want to live, you got to follow what I'm telling you to do. And he leaves, uh, leaves or he, he says, like, look out your window. And the guy's down on the down on the street calling him from a, from a pay phone down there. And he leaves a suitcase for Doug and then takes off. Now, is that just coincidence that it's all happening now? Or is it, did they find him because... Like there's all this attention being drawn to him at the moment. He said I, he said like, something. That, that, he says I've been trying to find you. That guy said that if if there if you were ever in trouble, I was supposed to give this to you. Right. So, but I don't but know I how figured, he understands like so that, that Arnie's in trouble. I don't know how he knows about it. Or wait, no. So that would have would is that guy actually his friend or is he working for? He's working for. His, that's yeah. his friend. His no, friend right? no, but he's working for the other guy. No. He's working yeah. for the other guy. Yeah, it's like it's it's a setup. That's how yeah. they know he's there because he's working with the guys who have the tracker in his head. You think that's a setup? Yeah, they say they say later really? that that yeah, guy was part of the part of the team. Oh, well, yeah. why, 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 would, why would they give him the ability to remove the tracking device then? Because just to give him the sense, that just to give the, him the sense that the Arnie talking to him on the video screen is trustworthy. Oh, okay. And that he can that. lead them to. Quato. Okay. Right. Yeah, because right. okay. Cohagen. Right. There you go. Yeah. They're they're very. Uh, it, he, they make a point of saying to uh, Michael Ironside that we don't tell you everything. Yeah. You know, you know what you're supposed to know, and they and they do the same thing with the audience. So yeah. now, you know, I asked that question, and then and then I realized it was, it, you know, it actually wasn't his friend. Yeah. But maybe. Is his friend, depending on which aren't true. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put a pin in that and talk about yeah, it when it comes back. up because sure. I think there's more about this to talk about. Okay. Sure. So he gets the suitcase. <clears throat> he takes off. Now this suitcase that he's got is just like a dream for child Tim. Yeah. Like he, he <laughs> opens this thing up. There's fake ID. Yes. There's money. Yes. There's this like technology, a holographic device. Amazing. There's something to get this tracking bug out. When mm. I was younger, I used to carry around this little duffel bag, like anywhere I went, family <laughs> gatherings, 
into the woods if I was like right. go, just wanted to like head out and go for a afternoon walk. We in one of the houses we lived, we had like kind of forest around us. Yeah, with your stacks of cash. I had this is what I had your in this fake bag. IDs. I had fake IDs I made, <laughs> but I, they were like fake superhero IDs. So I was a superhero. <laughs> I had yeah. I had all sorts of like toy guns, yeah. cap guns. Yeah, I had fireworks, like small fireworks. I had matches. I had handcuffs. I had a key ring full of keys. That's amazing. That who the fuck knows what? <laughs> and all this, all this stuff in my little bag. And like sometimes we'd go to these like family get-togethers with yes. like, someone's birthday, and like the whole there's like thirty family members there. And I'd bring my little duffel bag in. And I remember <laughs> one of the aunts saying like, "Oh, what do you have in there?" Like expecting there to be like stuffed animals and like little right. toys. And it's like Guns. a fucking war bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. I remember looking at it and being like, oh my goodness, what is... You have like a fake brick of cocaine in there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was real. Uh, I think I stumbled upon that bag one time. I think I opened it up when I was a little kid and I was like, oh shit. Anybody who opens that up just like quietly zips it back up and backs away slowly. I didn't see anything. I wasn't here. So yeah, I love this suitcase. We did skip over one part with the suitcase, and that's that Arnold oh, yeah. has to wrestle an old woman. Yes, uh, that's right. To take it. Yeah, I love that. You leave you leave a suitcase on the street. Lives. Of course, there's going to be somebody that comes up and is like, "Nah, this is mine." Finders yeah. keepers, right? Yeah, she swears at him. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, it's definitely like it looked like she had never swore before in her life. <laughs> and maybe it took like a bunch of takes to capture what they did, and it wasn't even that good. <laughs> It's great. Uh, great. I remember laughing a lot at that moment. Oh, yeah. Seeing it when you're younger, it's very funny. Yeah. Now, with this suitcase, this is where we meet Hauser. Yes. So, Doug Quaid is Doug Quaid. No, sorry. (laughs) Run that one again. Because I'm already laughing about what happens here, so I can't (laughs) even get I can't even get the sentence there. Doug Quaid is not Doug Quaid. Doug Quaid is Hauser. Right. No shit. (laughs) His line when he finds it out. He's like, no shit. <laughs> oh, he's so, he's so good. He's so it's good so in this funny. movie too. His reaction to <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, guess what? You are not you. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. You know what? I'm not I, me. I think at this point in time, Arnie is really into his comedies. Like, I, he may only have one out, and maybe like there's a couple coming. But I think he's really into comedy at this point, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to be super funny in this he movie. Is so yeah. funny in this. Look at the people who were were tied to the movie though too. You had you know the writers from Big Trouble in Little China, True, yeah. uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of humor right in there. So that you you were gonna get some of that coming Very out of the true. script. But 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 Arnold just delivers the, the lines perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they had a lot of fun <clears throat> on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the fact that they did a lot of shooting in Mexico, and I heard like. Everybody got sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Had a real good time. Okay. Yeah. So, I was watching like this um, this interview actually with with Arnold about this, and he and he was saying like, you know, oh the Americans, you know they they're a little bit soft, you know they're getting sick, and uh, you know they 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 like to get catered to a little bit too much. He's <laughs> like me, I was okay down there. Okay. Yeah. And then I uh, then I read in another place that uh, he was getting his daily meals flown in from California. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're okay. He's one of the only... He, two guys didn't get sick, him and one other guy. And he's just like, yeah, I'm so hard. I can take it all. Meanwhile, he's he didn't like eat the, any the cushiest one of them all. That's great. Bastard. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. So, this is where he has the device that can take the tracking... Uh, the, the, the tracking beaker out of his head. That's right. Now, what's what's... I don't know everybody's feeling 
on this scene where he pulls that tracking device out of his nose. Incredible. I didn't know that the nostril was so elastic. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. That was, you that know what, Alex? It's because it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. That was such a disturbing scene. Yeah. For some reason, I guess the visuals of that just stuck with me. And I remember, like, ruminating on it as a child. Like, like I wonder how bad it would hurt if I had to do that. And then worrying... Yeah, he pulled a jawbreaker out of his yeah. nose. Yeah. And the, the the tracking device is, like, minuscule. You yeah. can easily snort that tracking <laughs> device. Out. But it's in this, like, gigantic plastic ball. Yeah. I guess they don't want you, want you to get it out. But, yeah, he, he pulls it out. He forces it out. Yeah, and it I think it looks incredible. It does. And yeah. I think, like, there's this, like, big, crazy animatronic Arnie head that has this facial expression and this expanding nostril. And I think Arnie is really doing the facial expressions in this movie. Like, he's really going for them when he's sitting in the chair and he's being strapped oh, down. He's, like, yeah. just letting his face go and he's doing these weird things with his... Yeah. And it almost, like, makes that more believable just he's, because of those right. moments. He's got a real great, um, like, pain face yeah. in this one. Like, yeah, when he's yeah. in pain, it's, it's believable. Right, and while he's making a sound that no human can make. Yeah. When he's just <laughs> doing his screams. Yeah. So, Hauser, on the video, tells Quaid to get his ass to Mars. So he does. Yeah, get, your yeah, ass to get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he tries to. Now he dresses up like this lady. This is weird. Okay. It's weird. I thought it, I, thought it, I was having really a seizure cool. the first time I saw it. <laughs> right. It looked, it looked cool, you know, in how they executed it, but... I, I guess there wasn't enough setup for me. Like it's just this scene. Like where did where did all this come from? Yeah, it was it, it was it, strange. It feels very strange. You're right. It feels yeah. like but, like we're missing a scene in between. Yes. Yeah, they could fix it with a 10 second scene of him putting this fake woman's head on, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess they wanted to try to like shock shock it's, moment. Us. It's pretty like it's pretty horrific though. Like it's kind of scary yeah. when, yeah. like oh, yeah. when the woman starts freaking out, you're like, cause all she knows how to say is, uh, two weeks, yeah, two weeks, <laughs> two right. weeks. where she just two na- nails, weeks. nails two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, any other question and she just starts like ripping at her mouth and everything. Oh, and I was like, she, this, this is scary. Is yeah. Killing it killing it. She is going so bananas. Yeah. Like this is yeah. a really great performance. Yeah. But unfortunately, disturbing. you know what she gets credited as? What? Fat lady. Fat no. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I saw that as the credits rolled. I'm like, oh, no, man. that's so bad. You couldn't come up with anything else. Like that's out of all the things that she does, that's probably the least descriptive thing for her. It's it's totally, totally. Right. Well, yeah, really cool effects for the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you scored a role in this uh, upcoming Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's called Total Recall. Yeah, what am I playing? <laughs> she's, so, she's so excited, and then she sees her name roll through in the credits. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm here to read for uh, <laughs> Fat Lady. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Two weeks. You got it. Can you pretend to rip your face open for us now? And, and shake a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to take a quick break. Sounds we'll good. Come yeah. Back in uh, in a couple minutes and finish this up. Sounds good. All right. Time to break. So 
Arnie has a close call there at the airport. His fat lady disguise has failed, but he he's able to make it out. Yeah. Right? Michael Ironside just about gets him. Almost. Doesn't he, like, shoot out the window at this point? He'd, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this was an intense moment. You know, there's... We get we get a couple of red shirts who come in just to be sucked out, right? Um, <laughs> sucked out uh, into into space, but that was uh, that was intense because that that's how that's how they lose them because the doors are coming down and uh, Ironside says you know raise raise the door back up and the and the guard tells me can't because everything's connected. Right, that's right. So they lock yeah. down. The yeah, because they had to shut the shutters. Doors. Yeah. And a nice yep. way to remind us as viewers, outside is bad. Yeah. You don't right. want to go yes. outside. Don't break the yeah. glass. Yeah. Which they is foreshadowing for later. Yeah. Yeah. Space is bad. Space is yeah. bad. Well, eyes, we, eyes bulgy. We do forget it from time to time. There's so much going on in the movie. You tend yeah. to forget, like, space is bad. what's going on. Out yeah. There. So, <laughs> so, we're introduced to Cohagen here. Now, he's the, the movie's main villain. He's this greedy industrialist. And his business is selling air to the uh, people of Mars. So he's all about... He's like an oil tycoon, right? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, he's really pissed off, and he wants Quaid dead. And it's because what Quaid has in his head. Now, right. Cohagen knows what he has. Quaid doesn't know what he has. And this character, Quado, who's the leader of the Resistance, is curious as to what he has in his head. So... Quato's trying to get to Quaid because he's a psychic and thinks that if he can uh, connect with Quaid, he'll be able to pull out whatever information is in there that Cohagen is yeah. trying to Right, hide. so Cohagen wants to make sure that that does not happen. Yes, at yeah. all costs. So yeah. he's, he wants Quaid dead. So we're in Mars, in a Mars hotel, really great looking set. Everything looks nice. Quaid goes to uh, the front desk and there's a safety deposit box there. For him because he goes to check in and there's just one piece of paper in the safety deposit box mm. he pulls it out opens it up it says for a good time ask for melina right so quaid asks for a pen and then writes on the paper he writes out the name melina yeah cool moment very cool yeah, yeah i love that i love that moment it's really good his, his handwriting is identical or the handwriting between the two names is identical so yeah. he knows he wrote it yeah i love that really like simple but really neat test yeah to, to do there and i love that he's just like doing it just in front of this guy who's behind the desk <laughs> right like, can i have a pen writes him away. thank you very much <laughs> he yeah. leaves and that guy's like that was weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> that guy's weird is that arnold schwarzenegger yeah <laughs> so he catches a cab to venusville Okay. Right? Yeah. He goes to Venusville. Now, Venusville is this, like, 80s diner meets sex den. Right. Yeah, to define it as something. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like you want a little bit of a throwback, but also you want a little bit of, like, some sex. Yeah. 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 Like right. You want, you want a, um, uh, a hamburger, fries, and a milkshake. Yeah. And you want to go have some sex with right. some weird aliens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone, everyone's, like... So friendly in there. They're it's like they're really it's, nice. like, it's like an X-rated Cheers or something. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Everyone knows your name. That's <laughs> a good place. Uh, that's a great description. Especially when he comes back in, right? He feels very welcomed. Everybody knows him. Right. They recognize him. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess they have some uh, psychics in here, and and one of them comes up to him and says, "Do you want to know about your future?" 
I love this line. He says, how about the past? Yeah. <laughs> you, <gotta remember> <laughs> you just kind of keeps on walking. But it's one of those like perfectly timed jokes that they totally, have. Totally, yeah. I guess there's a lot of alien disfiguration here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they make a comment that it's because of the pollution in the air. So it's yeah. like this uh, Cohagen, you know, he's selling, you know, he's selling air, but he's selling dirty air. They're, mm-hmm. they're still getting, you know. Right. It's to further the the divide between classes. Yeah, and um, this making sure he stays on on top. Yeah, and this disfigurement—they're being called mutants. Those are the people with the psychic powers. Yeah, it's like whatever did that to them also gave them these psychic powers. Well, because weren't they calling it uh, radiation? Like it was radiation that was doing yeah. it, or was it pollution? I thought it was air pollution. Yeah, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, I, I okay. Probably. Um, so yeah, I guess now we really have to. There's there's two things. Two things we got to talk about. One is the is what was his name Benny, the taxi driver's got five mouths to feed. Right. Yeah. And and the second one is uh, is, is is triple titties. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to triple titties. I don't have many comments. You guys can go for it. <laughs> well. This was like every ten-year-old boy's, <laughs> every ten-year-old boy's favorite scene in this movie. Oh boy! Other than the eyes bulging scene, this was the one that stuck with me the most because I saw it as a little kid. Yeah. You know, this is, I, yeah. And 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 when you're a little kid, you can't really tell the difference between uh, reality and uh, costume design sometimes. So yeah. I'm thinking like. Okay, that's a real thing. That's possible. I thought for <laughs> a, when I was a little kid that that was possible. That's amazing. That was possible. Uh, uh, as as I've as I've later learned, it is not. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's some plastic surgery out there that you could get. Right. Yeah. So he gets to um, Venusville here, and he meets up with Melina. Right. So he meets Melina. Melina is this girl again that was in his dream. Right, that yep. he was with at the beginning of the movie. And the one he created uh, when he was at Recall. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So she thought he was dead. She's very surprised to see him, thought he was dead. Yeah. Calls him Hauser. Right. Right. Uh, Doug says he doesn't remember anything and that he's not Hauser anymore. He's Quaid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's like, he's got this weird excitement about all this. Like oh, he's yeah. having fun with yeah. all of it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not Hauser anymore. Now I'm Quaid. Yeah, that's what's interesting about it is that he's totally on board with anything that happens. Yeah, he's just right? he's loving everything. Like even if you go back to all the way back to like that phone call from the street, the payphone, he's just like, yeah, cool. I'll yeah. listen to this guy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, like it's for just sure. he's just going for it. That's how that's how it works with this. Like, could this just be memory implants? Yeah, right. Because he's oh, totally. he's having as much fun as if he was on vacation. Yeah. with all this, and right? that it it wasn't real. And that yeah. he couldn't get hurt, and yeah. So apparently, Hauser worked for Cohagen, but kind of realized that he wasn't doing the best of things, and yeah. kind of double crossed. Yeah, he joined the resistance. Right, Hauser joined the resistance. Right. right. Uh, also, because he fell in love with Melina. Right. 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 Yeah. So he switches okay. sides. Yeah. I was able to rent this movie for uh, my birthday party. When oh, I was younger. Nice. And like this movie made me a legend at school <laughs> for a couple of weeks. <laughs> for for the violence 
and for the for the three boobies right, scene, right? Like, like I was getting high fived. Yeah, <laughs> down the hall. It was, <laughs> it was great. Our father at the time, <laughs> he went through a few different phases of yeah. like, I'm very strict on movies. Yes. and you can't watch anything bad. To I really don't care yeah. what you're watching. I don't. I'm not going to look at the back for a rating. You can have whatever you want. Yeah. And this was in that phase. And then he went back to the I'll lock down on everything phase when it came around to me. So I wasn't allowed to watch anything. (laughs) So this movie I saw on cable TV a lot. Oh, okay. So that part was not in it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So watching it, I I had heard about it. You know what? I don't really, like, I had seen it a couple years in a row. We'd take this band trip in high school where we'd go to, like, a close city um, and we'd stay the weekend. And we did it three years in a row, and every time we went, Total Recall was on, on, like, just cable TV. So we watched oh. it in the hotel room every one of those years. Oh, so nice. I watched it every, like, three years in a row. I don't really remember what was in there or what yeah. wasn't, but I remember people talking about the, the three boobs, and I was like, I don't, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, when I watched it as an adult, I was like, oh, okay, okay. So we move on to a really, really good scene uh, in the movie. Now, this is Dr. Edgemont, who claims he's from Recall, comes to visit Quaid oh. in the hotel. Mm. He says, neither of them are standing there right now. They're both at Recall. And that Quaid is stuck in a delusion that he's inventing. Now, this Edgemont guy, he's very believable. Yes. Like, I'm I'm on board with what he's saying. Like, it, it, it all makes sense. Right. He brings in Laurie to plead for Quaid to come back as well. And... Edgemont wants Quaid to return to reality, but needs to give some sort of physical sign that he's willing to do so. Right. So he says, you need to swallow this pill as that symbol. Right. He says, you take the blue pill, you go back, (laughs) this keeps going, it's just a dream. You take the red pill, I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. He says something like that. The pill's red. Yeah, Yeah, he does. So um, Quaid says, well, if, if none of us are here then it wouldn't make a difference if I shoot you right now. Yeah. And Edgemont's kind of like, well, it wouldn't make a difference to me, but like your whole delusion would come crashing down and yada, yada, yada. Again, a great he moment. He sells that. Yeah, he sells that really well. I wish there would have been a couple more moments leading up to this that would would make us as the viewer question uh, if if what Edgemont is saying is true. Right. But I think I think in this moment, you know, we're we're already too far gone from that. We know we know that he's lying. Right. We know that he's lying. Yeah, here. But, but he does say something interesting where he's like, "Well, your mind is just going to lose control and flip out, and you'll be stuck in here forever." Right. Yeah. So gives gives Quaid the pill. Quaid puts it in his mouth. Edgemont says, "Swallow it." And he's about to swallow it and sees a bead of sweat coming down Edgemont's head. And he, without hesitation, Quaid just shoots him shoots in the him. head. Shoots him, yeah. Right shoots him. Spits the pill out on top of him. Yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. Great. Um, the, the thugs, though, they immediately storm in. Yeah. And they catch Quaid. And, uh, yeah, Laurie's just... Well, like, Lor- I, th- I think Laurie's... Lori's moment right after that. I think she. I think she's repeating. Now you've done it. Yeah. Now he like like that. Yeah. That was your moment. Yeah. You know. But here we go. Yeah. Nope. And just like the doctor, whatever guy that was talking to him says, things get crazy. Guys yeah. just burst through in through like, like the, the wall. A hole in the wall, like just explodes. Yeah. Like, just... And they just come running in. So maybe it's in. just his mind losing control because he did could that. Be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, but they they capture him. Now they're dragging him out of there. They get to the elevator. 
but uh, Melina comes off the elevator. Yeah. And just double machine guns yeah. all the thugs down. Totally. Except for Lori. And then they have a real good fight. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that fight. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lori wins, though. Yeah, Lori, true. Lori yeah. Wins. She, she beats Melina, and she's about to shoot Melina. Uh, but Quaid uh, divorces her. <laughs> right. <laughs> he <Really> divorces <laughs> her. Yeah, really quickly. That's a, that's a great line. Again, it's cheesy, but it's like... I don't know. I like it. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things they had to change actually. Right. The X rating is they had they had him because she says he's got a gun on Laurie. Yeah. And Laurie says, um, "But we're married." Uh, originally, he says, uh, "Consider this a divorce," and then shoots her. Okay. But in this one, he shoots her and then says, "Consider that this a divorce." divorce. Yeah. I don't know why that makes a difference. It's it's a little colder if he says, "Consider this a divorce," yeah. and then shoots her. I like it more. Yeah, it's <laughs> more like it's more like the you know, Han shot first thing, right? right? Sure, Where he just, sure. like, she's pulling a gun, he shoots her in the head, consider that a divorce. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Melina, like, Melina's lying here, she's like... Well, and that's, that's his final moment between, like, to pick which world he's going to, he's going to go with. Yeah, does, he, does he choose Lori and go back to, um, you know, his, his, uh, his Doug Quaid world? Or, or does he go with Melina? And yeah. join the resistance and continue to continue to fight. Yeah, I just I, I like that Melina says that was your wife. Yeah, needles her while she's <laughs> shot in the head. What a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> that was your wife. You're yeah. Oh, so you're a Sharon Stone type of guy, yeah, eh? She delivers it really well. Like there's like jealousy. Yeah. in, in her in her voice. It's great. So Melina tells Quaid that Quato wants to see him. Now, the thugs are still in hot pursuit, but Melina and Quaid are able to make it to Venusville, where Tony... We haven't talked about Tony yet. Full face. Handsome fella. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Tony is? He hides them. Tony? Yeah. Like, who the actor is? Yeah. Um, I, I did know at a time. Who, who is he? It's Dean Norris. He's Hank from Breaking Bad. Yep. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't know that. Hard to tell, because half of his face is gone. Yeah, his face is really messed yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh... For some reason, I feel like Verhoeven was in charge of um, creating the look for this guy. Okay. And someone just said, like, do whatever you want here, man. Like, yeah. have a good time making something wild. Yeah. And he just went all out on this guy's makeup. And it's weird. It is, yeah. It's this weird. is, so this is the thing that, like, sticks in my head from the movie when I was watching it yeah. as a teenager. Because they did show that on cable TV, yeah. that guy's face. And I was just, rem- like, right. it's stuck in my head what that guy looks like. When I thought of Total Recall, that's what I yeah. thought of as Tony. It's pretty disturbing. Yeah. So Tony Tony hides them, right? And then the thugs kind of burst in. Now, Venusville, we should say, is, is like, one of the establishments of the Resistance. Yeah. It's, like, where they're hanging out. It's, like, one of their home bases. So everybody's, like, really quick to help Melina and Quaid. Uh, so mm-hmm. when the thugs break in, they just pretend like nothing happened. And Ironside comes in, doesn't like it very much, right? And he's just, like, starts shooting people. Yeah, he does. He just starts shooting up the place. Yeah, and uh, so they get in a bit of a gunfight there because the yeah. Resistance are like, well, you know, don't shoot us up, dude. Yeah. We'll shoot you up then. Yeah. You want to start a shoot up? Let's have a shoot up. Old-fashioned showdown <laughs> here. Old-fashioned Mars shoot up? Let's do it. <laughs> so what uh, Cohagen says to Ironside, he says, like, look, just pull out. We're going to shut air off for this entire section. Mm. Don't worry about the, the, the gunfight. Don't worry about trying to find Right. Them. I mean, pretty good play on his part. Very good play. Yeah. Quaid and Melina, they're making their way through some back tunnels. 
and they get to Quato. Mm-hmm. In a movie full of, like, holy shit and what the fuck moments, this one had to be the biggest. Oh, yeah. And the greatest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we get to see Quato. So somebody, please describe Quato for me. I'll throw this one to Alex. Alex. Okay. <laughs> describe um, Quato. It's... Okay, so if you took the, uh, like, the makeuping from uh, John Carpenter's The Thing uh-huh. and applied that to a baby and super glued it on a, uh, on a man's <laughs> chest, like his <laughs> abdomen, that's... And just just made him look like really mucusy. Like oh, I, oh. I think I think it was like the wetness that that was the most disturbing in that moment. Yeah. How, how was that? Was that an okay description? That was perfect. That so yeah. Accurate. There you go. And it's like really weird because he still has like a man's voice. Yeah. So yeah. It's like a baby talking with a man's voice, and somehow this mouth is moving like really well, like yeah. really forming the words. Yeah. <laughs> and I am just this is. This is creepy. Well, there were 15 puppeteers working Quato. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so that's... Well, because they'd have to have the whole body, like, right? They'd have to have the, the man, too, mm. part of it. Not yeah. just the baby out of the chest. Because, like, when they pull back, you can tell the whole thing is a big puppet. Yeah. Oh, I just... Uh... It's going to talk in my voice, though, so it's going to sound really weird. I know, his voice oh. is just, like, this mesmerizing, like, when he's saying... Oh, like, mind. I'm so into it. I'm so into him, yeah. <laughs> It's not coming out of his mouth. <laughs> oh. And then they like hold hands, and I'm like, "Don't do it! Don't touch that thing!" <laughs> that's, right? That's totally, yeah. yeah. Like, because he puts out his hand. Quato puts his little greasy hands yeah. out, and Arnie just reaches right out just and goes just for accepts it. Yeah. it. I'd be like, I, I'm, I'm for sure hesitating there. I'm like, oh yeah. man, like where's this Quato like, guy been? Dude, yeah, can we fist bump instead? Touch. Yeah. It's like, do you mind if we hand sanitize first? <laughs> yeah, not a toucher. Just. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. I love that. Open guy. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they do have like the psychic link, right? When he touches, yeah. And uh, we get a bunch of flashes of stuff. We can't really put it together, but um, we see some stuff happening. What we uh, what we learn here is Benny, the, the taxi driver who Alex mentioned, has kind of been driving Quaid and Melina around. He's a double crossing fuck. Right. He's not even married. No, that not was... only does he not have five kids, he's not even married. Right. That made me sad. Yeah. I, you, you like him. He's yeah. so likable up until that point. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a mutant as well, so he's like double-crossing his own kind Yeah. There. Yeah. And then, even, and then to immediately figure out that he doesn't even have any kids to feed, right? It's like right. not even that he sold, sold out because he has those kids to feed. Yeah. No. So, yeah, they, they, they bust in uh, on... on Quaid and Quato there, and uh, Ironside comes in and grabs Quaid. Yeah, they shoot Quato right through the head. Yeah, right through. That was that was graphic. Oh man, that was rough. That was rough. There's a lot of headshots in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, a lot of like good looking headshots where yeah. you see like the hole. Yeah, right. I mean. This one was a little more disturbing because it was it's, like yeah. head shooting a baby. This one's super disturbing so, because like yeah. when he's talking, he has a man's voice. But when he's just has a bullet in his head, it's just a dead baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's, it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. There's lots baby. of disturbing things in this movie. Yeah. Especially to see as like a kid. Yeah. It's amazing that that didn't, that made it through the R cut. Yeah. It was like it's true. that hole in that head. Whew. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if maybe they had to give it an adult voice to get away with it. 
Maybe, yeah. Oh, could you imagine, Ooh, could you imagine that with a, like a little kid's voice, though? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Open your mind, yeah. kid. Open your, right. Open your mind. Take my hand. <laughs> your baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so Quaid finally gets taken to Cohagen. Now, Cohagen says that Quato and the Resistance are finally done and dead, thanks to Quaid. He says yep. that they were unable to get close to Quato. Mm-hmm. So Cohagen and Hauser devised this plan to come up with Quaid. We even get a message at that point from Hauser, like right. a video recording of Hauser, yeah. right? Just like, hey, I love buddy. that he's <laughs> Hey, buddy, <laughs> our plan. If you're seeing this, if you're seeing this, our plan works. Yeah. Right? You're seeing this, then Quato's dead, yeah. and you're back here with Cohagen. <laughs> Do you is... think they had like another tape ready to go for if like they didn't kill him? Like, <laughs> like a choose your own adventure. Which one? Yeah, what right. happened? Yeah, they yeah. they have like fifteen of them recorded or something. Right. <laughs> so, sorry, things didn't work out like we were hoping. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, you're gonna have to yeah. die. And I like I like this part because as Cohagen's uh, like unraveling the whole plot. Um, it just sounds ridiculous, right? It does, and then, yeah. so, so Arnie and Quaid is just like, like, that's stupid. That's how, like, that's so ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, it was. It didn't work at all. Like, yeah. it almost didn't right. work. It was really tough to make that work. And it's like that they call out that their own story is wild yeah. and it didn't really work. A lot of moving pieces in this plan. Yeah. You didn't tell your, like, henchman that not to kill me. And he's like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, he almost <laughs> killed you. He almost messed everything up for me. Yeah, so I think when I was younger, I think at that moment, I didn't believe that that was that that plan actually happened. Right. I think in my like because uh, it was so wild. Yeah, yeah. In, in my young head, I well, couldn't. Go ahead. You don't. You don't want to think that Arnie was like the bad guy. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. But but the fact that they didn't do another reversal on that, I think, is what makes that what makes this movie even more special is uh, Arnold was supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like his character was was the bad guy of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it was th- this. I feel like this movie is really th- when you get to the heart of it, it's about um, it's about imp- information and communication and how and how a lack of communication can really just ruin everything. Right, if yeah. if they, if they would have filled everyone in on the plan and and the information that was stuck inside of Quaid's head, they have to get it out. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like it's the 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 way that we deliver and the way that we communicate uh, with each other is is kind of like the message of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how they're keeping uh, Michael Ironside out of so much of the information, right? Yeah, because right. that's the that's the type of character who will blab something in, in one of the scenes, right? If he knows yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's, like, trying to kill the guy that you need to, like, preserve because he's the part of the plan. Like, he's the right. whole thing is for him to... It's just so weird that the whole thing is for him to gain trust with the Resistance and, like, find out who Quato is. It's like, they all hang out at that one bar. <laughs> like, yeah. Just go in there right. and, like, figure yeah. it out. I'm sure Benny could have, like... Totally, yeah, 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 because he's an actual mutant. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Just go to the bar, get people to start opening up their shirts, and it'd be like, hey, no, three titties, it's not you. Oh, you have a baby in your chest. Okay, it might be you. That one's you, yeah. Yeah. They they throw Quaid and Melina back into the same machine that Recall had. 
right? They they want to turn Quaid back into Hauser, right? And in their words, Melina will be his babe. Yeah. So now this is one of the things that when I saw it when I was younger didn't make a lot of sense, but seeing it now made sense. Uh-huh. So it it makes sense that on Mars, like Cohagen would have access to this same machine mm. that Recall has mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have sent Hauser to Recall to like right. switch into Quaid, right? They would have had their own machine totally. at their headquarters yeah. that they could do whatever they want with. Yeah, it makes sense. So that kind of picked up. Well, I don't, that, yeah, I don't, I don't think Recall was evil. No, no, I it don't, wasn't. Yeah. So it was, they, they, they just both had the technology. One used it for one thing and one used it for another. Right. right. Like it, it makes sense that like Quaid's, visit then to recall would cause some sort of relapse or issue because it wasn't his first time in one of these machines right yeah right that that kind of strengthens the idea that this is the reason something went wrong yeah right right and no matter how you read the movie like so that's one reading is that this is all face value happening but no matter how you read the movie recall's not bad recall's just a place that yeah will put memories in your mind and send you on vacation Yeah. yeah that's right yeah they get strapped in Quaid uses his superhuman strength to break out of the machine. I love this. And brutally murder <laughs> all of the staff. I love this. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. And I love crazy it because, violence. again, of just how Arnie looks. So he's like strapped into this chair. And I'm thinking, yeah, he could rip that thing out. They didn't build this chair for someone that size. No other human being is that size. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he just rips that right out and sticks it in the guy's neck. Uh, what oh, that th- you're right. Just one. Uh, it's that it's that long, like uh, that rod yeah. that they had driven in. He just jabs it into the guy's neck. I think another one like goes through through a guy's skull. Yeah, oh. it was. Oh man, that was. Oh wow, that that's probably up there for the most gruesome scene scene in the movie. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense, and it happens so quickly. Like he's just yeah. he's just knocking out like five guys in a matter of seconds, but yeah. they're all so brutal. Yeah. So it's at this point where Cohagen he finally realizes that he's not going to get back this version of Hauser mm-hmm. that he knew and loved. Yeah, and he's partner. sad about it. He is sad. So he orders Ironside <clears throat> to go and finally kill Quaid. Right. He's and so he, sad he kills his fishes yeah, over it. That's yeah, that's one of the yeah, talk he about. He kicks over his fish tank. Yeah. The fish are there on the ground and they're just like they're you know breathing how fish do out of water that was the one time i would have been cool with not using practical effects right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i wonder like, yeah. do you guys think that was... they just let these fish die um yeah Probably. yeah i mean but I even okay so even so say they didn't just leave them there say they picked them up after the scene they're not gonna make it after yeah. that right well they could That's... But those fish are dead. Like they're they're definitely not capturing that in one take. So right. like, did they they probably I guess had like yeah. a bowl of goldfish murdered just, hundreds uh, of. Gold. I didn't want yeah. to think about that, guys. I didn't yeah. want to think about this. I I always wondered about. See, that. I always felt bad. Yeah. That's another actually that's another scene that I kind of that kind of stuck with me in my head, and I don't know why. It just seemed like why did they have to kill those fish? Well, yeah, it's it like for the movie's sake, it's like those fish are lying on the ground, can't breathe, and then you cut to all the people who can't breathe because the oxygen's been turned off. So you have this feeling where you're like, oh yeah, that's horrible, and then you cut to people. But then if you're, you know, stepping back a bit, you're like, 
well, those fish are dead, and those are just actors. That's right. Those fish are dead. <laughs> like <laughs> those fish don't don't know that they're in this movie. Yeah. But I guess it also shows his his break from trying to hold things together to just doing whatever it takes to make the situation go away. Cause it, earlier it shows him feeding the fish and like everything's normal. Mm-hmm. He has, he has some sort of like humanity to him. And at this point he's lost all humanity. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and I, I think it, it does a nice job of portraying that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we killed a lot of fish. Yeah, I think so too. Right. So like, if also in that moment, if you're ever thinking that he might just not, he might just not let all those people die. He might just turn the air back on before they die. At that moment, you're like, oh, he's not going. He's not doing that. Like right. he's letting them die. Sure, he cares more. He for killed his fish. fish. Yeah, he killed his fish, and they're dead. Right. So yeah. he's letting those people die. So we, we see there's no the turning back. He's willing yeah. to go to yeah. through his murder of his own fish. But maybe don't kill don't so kill many animals. Don't kill the fish, people. Rest okay. in peace, goldfish. Those fish are older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> 1990. I was born in 91. 1990 oh, goldfish. Oh, oh wow. Youngin. Wow. Youngin. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was 12 when this movie came out. Oh, okay. I was four. Okay. I don't remember <laughs> when it came out. I was... I was seeing it how you, it was meant to be seen. A bright-eyed 12-year-old. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's who this movie's made for. Yeah. Look who I am now. Yeah. Look what it did to me. Yeah. Made you a great man. I, yeah. Hate fish. <laughs> Every time you walk past a, a fishbowl, you, you get this urge to just push it over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just watch those fish yeah. suffocate. Watch them take their last watch breath. Watch them take their last breath, yeah. So... Quano has helped Quaid remember some stuff. So Quaid is now trying to get to an alien reactor. Yeah. He kind of knows the way to go. And he's like, got Molina with him. Like, come on, let's go. We got to get to the reactor. And they get to a dead end, though. He's like, he's like mm-hmm. I thought this was the way. Mm-hmm. Who comes busting through Benny in this mining right. machine? Right. And he's, he's just ready to kill them. Yeah. He's pissed off. He's very adamant that he's going to kill them. Yes. And... He gets really close to do it. Like this mining machine is like it's built for crushing yeah. like rock underground. He gets him in the arm a little bit. Yeah, I get, think gets right. Him a little bit just about gets Molina. Yeah, but uh, Quaid gets a drill and drills through uh, the armor and kind of sticks it into the side of Benny in, in yeah. the driver's seat there and lets out just this tremendous screw you. Screw you. Yeah, doing it's it. great. <laughs> now this mining machine is like pushing them, kind of it's backing them against this dead end, and it ends up kind of crushing the wall and and revealing that this this uh, path yeah. is correct and okay. it's just been built over yeah. yeah i never really followed that yeah <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. at that point in the movie i'm just like yeah let's just go like whatever's happening is happening <laughs> right. you're on a roller coaster there's no yeah, yeah. there's no deviating exactly i'm like oh another hill okay cool another loop sounds good right yeah. yep. so quaid says if he can turn on the reactor it will melt the ice beneath it and create oxygen for the planet. Okay. So th- this alien technology is built to terraform Mars. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, as usual, as hap- is happening in this whole movie, the thugs are in hot pursuit. Yeah. They're always, always. Right, right behind them. This is where we get to see this cool scene with yeah. Quaid using his holographic technology. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've kind of got, like, the, the thugs are all hiding behind these, these posts, and Quaid comes walking in to this trap, and they all just start gunning him down. Yeah. And your first reaction is they got him here. Like, they finally got him. But then, you know, his character starts glitching. Like, the hologram starts glitching. 
and they didn't get him. Yeah. And then the real Quaid comes out and machine guns them down. And it becomes a pretty fun scene after that, where yeah. he's using the holographic technology he uses it in reverse. Yeah, to make jokes while he's killing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he immediately after that walks into a group of like three guys yeah. and he's like, Oh, you thought this was the real Quaid? Yeah. It is. And he just like shoots them. He's like, when he's <laughs> delivering amazing, the line, yeah. he's like looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like he's not even looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Hologram would be, yeah. Yeah. It is. And he just shoots them. That's really good. Then Melina gets it, and she's yeah. using it, and they're they're tossing it back and forth to it's each fun. other. It's fun, yeah. It's like this this nice uh, upper hand that they were given kind of right at the end to, yeah. to get them over the final hurdle. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's something Hauser gave him, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's using yeah. it at the end uh, to sort of win this fight. Right. It's a, it's a very playful scene as we watch many people get slaughtered. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> it's very fun. Right. So finally... Ironside and Quaid are going to show down. This is the best. We've got Ironside with dead girlfriend rage and Quaid with roid rage. <laughs> yes. And roid, roid rage comes out on top. Yes. And Quaid... That is brutal. Oh my it's god. It's so brutal. <laughs> it's... Yeah, he loses his... Uh, Ironside loses his arms. Yes. His arms are detached from his body. And this is the part where we've been having so many like of these corny jokes happening that I am 100% ready for let me give you a hand as he tosses right. both arms down or something like that. Yeah. But no, I, we get the best line in the entire movie. See you at the party, Richter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The after party that they're going to have after because Richter had come... Oh, that's his name, Richter. There you go. Yeah. Richter had come up to him and said when he was being put into the... Uh, like he's going to get Hauser's machine. memory, yeah, the recall machine. He said, I'll see you at the... He punches him in the face and he says, says, I'll see you at the party. He, will he remember any of yeah. this at the party? Yeah, and right. says no. So Ironside just punches, punches him, him in the mouth. And says, see you at the party. At the party yeah. So he rips off his arms, tosses oh. them down. See you at the party, Richter. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's my favorite good. part of the whole movie. I feel like Quaid still goes to the party. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen Richter? <laughs> okay, so Quaid gets to the reactor where there's a switch he's got to press, but Cohagen is there waiting for him. Before Cohagen can kill Quaid, Molina comes in and finally shoots Cohagen. Quaid mm -hmm. is able to hit this reactor button, and it turns on. We get this really cool like, scene of the reactor sort of turning on mm -hmm. and doing its thing. It presses into the ice, and all this oxygen starts to come out. One thing I wanted to say about that reactor... In production, they were having a, a hard time figuring out what this reactor should look like mm -hmm. because it's um, like they want it to look like alien technology. And what they had initially done is they were looking at, I think they were looking at like 1920s um, skyscraper architecture where they, back in that time, the skyscrapers were kind of rounded instead of um, sharp edge. Oh, okay. And... They were looking at that and they're like, like, we really like the look of this, but it just doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And then it was a magazine with these um, um, skyscrapers on it. And apparently they, they just tossed the magazine on the floor because they were kind of out of ideas. It landed upside down. And they're like, that's it. Okay. That's how we do it. It's yeah. upside down skyscrapers ah. coming down into the ice rather than something pushing up into something else. Right. So that's huh. kind of how they came Neat. up with that, like. Like it comes down from the ceiling, yeah. right? And these like once they turn it on, yeah, it's being like lowered down, yeah. Down, so that's neat. Just a neat, a neat thing. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole this whole process of this air um, 
bursting out of this mountain, right? And yeah. like coming down the, the mountainside. Like Quaid and Melina had been blasted out of this room. Right. The glass had right. been broken and they're flying down the mountain and their their face they're doing the face bulging again. Yeah. That's when the oxygen kind of comes down the mountain, hits their faces, everything just reverts back to normal. Right. Yeah. Except it's so long. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. like, remember that first opening scene when we had eyeballgies and you just wanted more? Here's 20 minutes of it. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't want more. No. no we did more not want more. Yeah. Um, so uh, long. And why, why do the faces just go back to normal? I know. How is that possible? I know. Those eyes are like out of the their head. They are, yeah. Sticking out of their head. It just comes back and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all good. I can yeah. still see. Nothing I can happens. still breathe fine. Apparently there's no residual pain involved. <laughs> no internal bleeding. Yeah. So that's kind of how it ends. It's just you've got uh, Quaid and Melina standing out on the surface of Mars, and there's oxygen now. And uh, I think the sky opens up. You've got a blue sky. Mm -hmm. I think one of them says, what if it's a dream? Yeah. And then... Kiss me before Kiss me before up, we wake so. up, and then it fades to yeah. white. It fades to white, yeah. Not black. Right. Um, which is sort of a waking from a dream type thing, or whatever, yeah. right? Like, and you so, do get a little bit of like dream-like music yeah. after that. I love, I love that we're not answering the question. Yeah, me too. I don't want the question answered. I don't want him to wake up from this. I want it yeah. just as it is. It's perfect. Great. Do you really believe, though, that it's anything other than what we what we saw it to be? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I 100% believe it's I... a dream. Oh, you do? Yeah. You believe it's do you? Yeah. I believe it's all from that initial recall. Hmm. That was what was put in his head. That okay. initial hmm. visit to recall, um, the dream was put in his head. Yeah, interesting. I think... Um... I think they do a great job at leaving it open, but I think they're also telling us at the same time that what we've described is is the way that it happens. Yeah, it's just everything that's set up when he goes to recall, it's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. They even show right. him alien stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, we have this new alien upgrade thing that we're throwing that into the stories now. Yeah. And then that's the story. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because, you know, Cohagen's plan at the end is just bonkers. So it just doesn't right. make sense to me that that is actually what's happening. It's more like I'm watching a movie or I'm in a dream where stuff's just happening. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And the problem is, is while I disagree with you, I can't say you're wrong. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And like, I can't say you're wrong. There for both, yeah, there's enough there for both for both sides, and that's, that is definitely effective. Yeah, which I've is why never, it's perfect. I never once considered that that it's the way that you think it is. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. Hmm. I considered huh. it once. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> considered it. Yeah, you considered it and stuck with it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, great fucking movie though. Great movie. I love so this much movie. Fun. If you haven't watched this movie in a while, watch it again. Oh yeah. yeah revisit it. It holds up for sure. It does yeah. hold up really well. Yeah, it's just it's so great. There's so much stuff in it that I forgot about and it's just so, it's start to finish. It's a fun movie. Yeah. I'm enjoying every moment of this film. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's so many tiny, like, show off things where it's just like, you didn't need to do that. And yeah. they just did it and it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's never, there's never a lull to the movie. No. Where, where you go, okay, you know, let's, let, let's just get through this to get to the rest of the movie. And every scene is, is a pleasure to watch. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a great job. So there's only one more thing to do then. What's that, Tim? What if?
what if Alex, this is this is the portion of our show where we like to speculate on what if something else happened, or what if what if we consider this, and then we just kind of talk about it, and it's a, it's an open forum. So okay. it's a safe place. Yeah, it's a safe no space. No wrong answers. No, there's no wrong answers. We're just trying to come up with like an interesting discussion. Yeah. Okay. So my what if is this. What if you, Dean, Alex, and myself. Well, let me change that. What if we. we <laughs> what if we are in charge of creating a movie that takes place in the future? Okay. Now, knowing how poorly movies usually do at forecasting what the future is going to look like. What does our future look like in a movie? Okay, Total Recall goes roughly 100 years into the future, and they have people living on Mars, and Mars has been terraformed. Let's us go 100 years into a future. What does our future look like? This is hard, Tim. It's a tough one, but we're gonna okay. let's try to accurately speculate on a hundred years in the future okay if we had to develop a movie and we want it to be accurate houses on the moon and like houses yeah. on mars it's obviously not yeah in the cards okay so one no. thing one thing that i will do away with immediately that some of these future movies have is the see-through phones and see-through ipads i don't understand why you'd want to see through this device okay. so sure. I think in our future, just a small detail, everything is, it, like maybe the screens are thinner, maybe it's on just a piece of glass, but it, it's not see-through. Okay. Like you got this black background so you can see everything on it. I'm not going with flying cars either. I it, think transportation will still be ground-based. It is too hard to organize that. Yeah, that right? seems yeah. like too much. Yeah. You need air traffic control for just regular people like, yeah. like going to work. You People can't handle normal cars. They can't no. handle flying cars. <laughs> no, the no All flying right. cars. See, I think drone technology I, might be playing a bigger part in stuff. We might be. I don't think. I don't think we'll have any drone technology. I don't think yeah. we'll have any technology. No, no. I don't think there will be anything. We'll get rid of. We'll get rid of cell phones. We'll get rid of uh, a majority of computers because there is such a push. Uh, this nostalgia for the '80s that everything's just going to uh, look like now an episode of Stranger Things. Nice. Okay, so we're gonna have malls popping up everywhere. Yes. We're getting rid of all all high tech stuff, and and it's we're just going to be perpetually stuck in the '80s. Right. Every, that's that, that's I'm, where I'm, we're that at right me, now. But I love it. Everyone will have record players. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everyone will have tube TVs. Okay. I yeah. like this a we're, lot. I don't mind it. We're yeah. not going forwards. We're going backwards to go forward. We're going okay. back. To, we're and going forwards going to the past. To the future. And it's not forwards like, to, yeah, yeah, it's not like this apocalyptic future where it's like it just happened because everything's destroyed. It's just our choice. We just don't want those things anymore. We just don't want yep. cell phones anymore. We don't okay, want. So back yeah. to phone booths. Yeah. Back to, back to phone booths. Yeah. In your house. Yeah. Because yep. we're this. This is what's going to happen. We're all going to get to a point where we don't have human interaction anymore we're all just stuck on our devices right. and then we're going to realize that that's bad and that we need to do away with those things and we need to get back to human interaction so we're all going to do away with technology we're going to go yeah. back to the 80s because everybody loves the 80s feathery hair who's our guiding <laughs> light who's the north star driving this uh i don't, I don't know you mean of us three no 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 <laughs> no like who like in out of people like how's this going to come about um See, I I think it's gonna be like David Hasselhoff shows up in Kit, 
and yeah. and he just leads us into. I think Harrison Ford is riding with him. <laughs> He's riding shotgun. Right, right, right. And they they just they have a a heartfelt kind of one to one with the nations. Right. A public service an- announcement of, of sorts. Uh-huh. No, you know what? Bill Murray comes out in his Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Get up. Guys, I think it's Arnie. I think Arnie Arnie comes out and tells us how it is. I think future Arnie, a time traveling Arnie (laughs) in the future, comes and lets us know about the future 80s that will be and will become if we will simply embrace it. Well, he's going to tell us that everything is bad and we need to change and go back to the 80s. Oh, okay. Right. Because this would be our future if we don't go back to the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to scream it. Uh, it, It's going to be like the get to the chopper, but it's it's get to the 80s, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The future has no air. Get your ass to the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so that's, that's where I see our future. I um, love it. That's great. You can't that. you can't top that. Yeah, I just, uh, just a movie that comes out now about a hundred years into the future and everything just looks like the eighties and there's just no explanation of that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. that idea. The only thing left is I need to live to be one hundred and forty one now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> to see that happen, I love it. I'm gonna start taking. Some Arnie will still be around then. He will be. Yeah, around. he'll be around in a hundred years. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was fun, you guys. Yeah, it was fun fun to have you. We'd be uh, happy to have you back again. For sure. Dean, thank you for joining us. Yeah. And we'll catch everybody next time. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.